Middle East on the brink, North Korea on the brink, Iran increasing its aggression, elections in Taiwan. Look, there's a lot of global instability as we ourselves plunge into primary season. How have you sheltered your savings and investments from potential major setbacks to the economy? You think it can happen here? It can happen here, but it's not too late to diversify an old IRA or 401k into gold. And Birch Gold Group can help you with that. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. As opposed to many other investments, Gold thrives in times of uncertainty. It is an important part of diversifying your savings. Now listen, here's how Birch Gold can help make it a part of yours. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold. And it doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. You want to learn more? Just text SAVAGE to 989898 for a free info kit. S-A-V-A-G-E, text it to 989898 and you get a free info kit. It costs you nothing. Just text SAVAGE to 989898. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of happy customers, I encourage you to arm yourself with the knowledge of diversification through precious metals. Protect yourself. Text SAVAGE to 989898 and claim your free info kit. Protect your savings with gold. Do it now. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Thank you very much. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture. And here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Now I want to talk about factories of hate. That would be CNN, the media, universities, the establishment left, who have a vendetta against one thing and one thing only, and that is white people. I don't know how this is legally permitted in America because it is unconstitutional, racist, and Hitlerian. But every time I see another story from one of these small-minded, illiterate, low-IQ haters such as occasional cortex who seems to live to spew hatred towards white people, I ask myself, how did this happen in my country? How have we gone from Martin Luther King Jr.'s message of, I want little white boys, or little white children, or whatever, and little black children to live peacefully and harmoniously together, to hating white people as acceptable? How did this happen in our universities? I could spend hours talking about Foucault. I could talk about the left. I could talk about the philosophy that led to this Hitlerian moment in America. But I will say this, it has to stop. And the only way this will stop, the only way to stop these factories of hate is for you listening to this podcast to say enough is enough and stop it. Whenever you hear it, whether it be at a board meeting, a school meeting, I don't know where you'll hear it these days of no meetings at all. When you hear one of these throwbacks, and when I say throwback, it could be a white person, probably is a white person, no doubt, mostly from white people, the hatred. It comes from the white community against white people. It can only end in a mountain of skulls, as it did under Pol Pot in Cambodia a long time ago. Cambodia was once a harmonious nation. And then a little man by the name of Pol Pot, went to Paris 
and studied philosophy, so to speak, at the University of Paris. And he came back filled with Marxism. And in his country, since there was primarily one race, Cambodian people, he brought back with him class warfare of the type that Joe Biden is waging under the guise of fairness. Again, this poison came into our society from the the most vile piece of crap ever invented in the history of mankind, Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders is the man who poisoned millions of minds with this racial hatred. He is the one who poisoned the occasional cortex and millions of young people. And so we have class warfare now under Joe Biden. Under what, guys? What is it? What is it? Debt of up to a trillion dollars in the first half of 2021. No spending constraints on, on slip and fall Joe. Infrastructure planet, which is nothing but construction for organized crime. Government expansion, largest tax increase since 1968. Again, Latino activists protest renaming Thomas Jefferson Middle School after oppressor Obama. Are you listening to this? Even the Hispanic people in America are sick and tired of the racism against white people. Why do you think the Hispanic people are flooding into white America? They're flooding here to get away from the vile crime and corruption of their own nations. They want to live in a nation that is run by white people. They love a white society. Everybody knows this. How in the world can this happen that we sit here idly and say nothing and do nothing? You open up the newspaper. No, not anymore. You turn on CNN. Not possible to know person's gender identity at birth. Biden reverses the trans ban in the military. The world has gone insane. It's upside down. But again, they're making it all about class warfare and race warfare. They're making it that white people are the worst people on the planet. How did they get this in their heads? Bernie Sanders, Marxism, divide and conquer. Unify the people of color against white people and run with it all the way to the bank. Pelosi has used this in her playbook. Where does it end? It ends in a mountain of skulls. As I was saying earlier, Pol Pot, a mild-mannered leader, went to uh, Paris to study. He came back filled with Marxism, and he brought class warfare back to Cambodia. And what did he do? He had no race to attack, but he had another class to attack, and that was the middle class of Cambodia. And so he picked on those with eyeglasses. He said anyone with eyeglasses is a capitalist pig. That would be the teachers, the architects, the engineers, the accountants, the educated Cambodians were picked on. And who did he use, Pol Pot, to start his warfare against uh, the middle class? He used 12, 13, 14-year-old kids. He gave them red scarves. They became known as the Khmer Rouge. They started beating up. First, they started humiliating those with eyeglasses as being corrupt and evil. It started, no, not with killing. It didn't start with a mountain of skulls. It began with a verbal assault against people who had achieved uh, education in Cambodia. And people figured, well, it's just words. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never harm me kind of thing. But it didn't stop there. It only began there. 
And I'm telling you again, it will end that way here in America when this next generation of vile street animals take over this country. They will round you up and they will torture you and kill you. You say that's crazy. It can't happen here. It is happening here. We're in the early stages. And it's coming from these factories of hate like CNN, the universities, and the other factories which put out anti-white hatred based upon lies. You have a big job to do, which is to save yourself, save your family, and save the nation. That's going to take some risk. It's going to take standing up to these haters and saying that is vile, that is racist, that's unconstitutional. I will not listen to this garbage. You got to run these people out of the colleges, out of the schools, out of the board meetings, because if you don't, they will dig a shallow grave for you and your family. Mark my words. This is Michael Savage, and this is my birthday sermon. Michael Savage, a host like no other. As you know, March 31st is my birthday, and this recording for this podcast is being made over a period of three days. Usually my podcasts are recorded over a three-day period where you get the news over a three-day period or my ideas or a single um, concept. But being that this is my birthday, I wanted to wish the Savage Nation a happy birthday and for being with me for so many years. I want to thank you all for sticking with me through thick and through thin, as is said. It's been so many years, and now I wake up, and after four years of a modest gain on the Trump, I mean, you want to look back on the Trump administration, we can do that perhaps at another time. You know, there's a saying, après moi le deluge, which was a king of France in olden times who warned the people that if they overthrew him, after him would come the storm, the deluge. It's exactly the same with Trump. Après moi, le deluge. Look at what the Biden gang is doing to this nation. Decimating the military with deviancy and perversion. Can you imagine putting a, 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 a diversity officer into the special forces to make sure that not that it's the best and strongest and toughest and meanest in our special ops divisions, but that they're the most inclusive. Do you understand that we can never recover from what this bastard is doing to this country? And it's not even him. Most people say he's not really there. I would argue with that. I think he is there. I certainly don't think he's driving all of these policies. He is getting away with more than what Bernie Sanders could get away with, because Bernie Sanders is such a disgusting piece of filth that every time he opens up his foul, disgusting yellow mouth, People hate him. Biden, on the other hand, is a con man with the smile, and the smile's working on most of the morons out there who think he's actually a benign leader. But he's more radical than Bernie Sanders. What is the motto of my show all these years? Borders, language, culture. Think about it. That is my legacy in radio and in my writing. I believe no one can match that. You name the biggest people in talk radio, and I will compete with them right now, you tell me what they have left behind as a legacy as far as a saying goes. None of them have left anything. 
So I have left you borders, language, and culture as the ideas that define any nation on earth. And that was created 26 years ago or so when I created the Paul Revere Society. I said, how do I define this society? What does it stand for? Borders, language, and culture. Well, everyone knows what a border is, and the left is, of course, erasing the border to make sure we melt down and become nothing more than a northern division of Mexico. And if you wanted to live in Mexico all your life, you're in real business. You're in real business now. Do you have any idea what this country is becoming and what it will be like? Okay, well, that's borders. Language, you like a polyglot nation, a Tower of Babel? A language is the glue that holds a nation together, which is why my grandfather had to learn English in this country when he came here, not speaking a word of it. Nobody would speak his foreign language except in the ghetto communities uh, of his own. That's where it belonged. That's where these languages belong in the ghetto communities. They don't belong as a national over uh, like a, a, a tidal wave sweeping over the language. You say, well, Savage, what's the culture of the nation? You can't figure that out. The culture is the U.S. Constitution and the Bill of Rights, both being peed upon by the Biden gang of leftist fanatics on every level. So God is a conservative. God sees the truth, but waits. And there's no question in my mind that this country cannot survive what is going on. Extreme overcrowding, Border Patrol tent in Donna, Texas, holding 5,700 illegal aliens. They call them migrants now. They're border jumpers. They're illegal aliens. They're leeches. It's a, got a capacity of 250 people, 22 times over the legal limit. But don't worry about it. They all got new sneakers, new pants, new jackets. They've got beauticians working on them, courtesy of Catholic charities, Protestant charities, Jewish charities, and every other con group in the world. They're dressed better than most poor people in America. You seen how nice looking they are and what good health they are, how fat the women are? How'd they get so fat if they're in such trouble? Meanwhile, occasional cortex, the most hateful racist person in the history of Congress, is saying anyone who uses the term surge about the border crisis is invoking a militaristic frame because we're not being invaded. And then for good measure, she says, this is a white supremacist idea philosophy. They want to say, what about the surge? Well, first of all, just gut check, stop. Anyone who's using the term surge around you consciously is trying to invoke a militaristic frame. And that's a problem because these, this is not a surge. These are children and they are not insurgents and we are not being invaded, which by the way, is a white supremacist idea philosophy, the idea that if an other is coming in the population, that this is like an invasion of who we are. You know, Cortex is a Hispanic supremacist, a racist through and through. That's all she is. Student berated by teacher for taking colorblind approach to race. Berated by his teacher during a Zoom call for not acknowledging race. At issue was a slide the teacher presented showing two women standing back to back. This is one of the wealthiest school districts in the country. Tell me what this seems to be a picture of, asked the dumb teacher. 
Two women on one side with the caption, what is race on the other? The two women have different hair and skin tones. The lesson was during a college-level English course. That's just two people chilling, the male voice student responds. Right, just two people. There's nothing more to the picture, says the teacher. Nah, not really, just two people chilling. Tell me what, what this seems to be a picture of. It's just two people chilling. Right, just two people. <laughs> There's nothing more to this picture? Nah, not really, just two people chilling. I don't believe that you believe that. Um, I don't believe that you look at this as just two people. Um, I don't think truly you is just two people, just though, people. is it not? Yeah, but I think you're being. I think you're being. Um, I think you're being intentionally coy about what this is a picture of. <laughs> what would I be being coy about? It's two people standing back to back in a picture. Yeah, and that's all you see is two people. I, I'm I'm confused on what you would like me to to speak on in that I don't sense. think you are. I don't know why you do this. Um, I'm not trying to call you out, but you could you 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 know you come out off of mute to talk about what this is a picture of, and you act as if as if you know there's nothing noticeable about this apart from the fact that there are two people. Well, I'm confused. Are you trying to get me to say that there are two different races in this picture? Yes, is that I what you want you me to say? That. Well, at the end of the day, wouldn't that just be feeding into the problem of looking at race instead of just acknowledging them as two normal people? No, it's not because you you can't not look at you can't like, you can't look at the people and not acknowledge that there are racial differences, right? But if we're going for let's say if we're looking for equality within all this, then why would we need to point out things such as that? Because those things, those differences are real things. Well, I'm confused, says the student. Are you trying to get me to say that there are two different races in this picture? Yes, I'm asking you to say that, says the psychotic racist vermin teacher. You can't look at that people and not acknowledge that there are racial differences, right? So the teachers are racist pigs, destroying the nicest of our children. Media preparing for disappointment as most Capitol Hill rioters will likely face trespassing misdemeanors. That's from the conservative Treehouse website. Remember, the DOJ wanted to throw the sedition at them, rioting, uh, invasion. But it turns out most of those arrested or accused will likely not serve any jail time and instead face misdemeanor trespassing violations. What about Antifa? What about Black Lives Matter? Will they face any charges? No. No, because the vermin in black robes, or as I said many years ago, the stench from the bench is making me clench. Meanwhile, back at the border, dozens of illegal alien migrant teens, meaning border jumpers, test positive for COVID-19 at San Diego Convention Center. Are you listening to this? Joe Biden is bringing in disease. When did I write the book Immigrants and Epidemics? Never. I tried to have it written. 27 years ago, and it wouldn't be bought even then by the publishers in New York. They said it was too controversial. Immigrants and epidemics. It's why your ancestors had to be checked at Ellis Island for disease and quarantined or treated before they were let into the general population. But Biden has forgotten the primary rule of leadership, which is to protect the people. At least 69 illegal alien girls held at the San Diego Convention Center tested positive for the coronavirus before arriving at the shelter. Are you listening to this? That's what they're doing to this country. Meanwhile, the National Review reports a CNN writer denies the biological reality of sex at birth. Listen to this. In an article reporting on Christy Noam's decision to veto the Fairness in Girls sports bill, CNN breaking news reporter Devon Cole, another moron, claimed yesterday that there's no way to determine a child's gender identity at birth. 
The idiot said it's not possible to know a person's gender identity at birth, and there's no consensus criteria for assigning sex at birth, Cole asserted. Do you understand how insane this is? This reporter belongs in a mental hospital. Every animal on earth, everyone in human history going back to the beginning of time, has a simple way of actually knowing sex at birth. They look at the baby's genitalia. And if they see a penis, it's a boy. If they see a vagina, it's a girl. It's not based upon a consensus criteria of perverts and deviants, which is a progressive invention designed to inculcate new parents into believing that a child's biological sex and gender are sometimes or even often misaligned and would be damaging to them to merely accept the reality of their penis or vagina. The sick people are running the asylum. Meanwhile, in England, the UK government minister says people should call out others for hugging their loved ones. Let them go to hell. Let them go to hell, minister for tourism and sport another sicko. Well, that's it for the news of the day on my birthday. As you can see, God has blessed me with the brains to see what is going on and the ability to give it to you through my news, views, and reviews. More later. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. Today's podcast poses the idea that God is a conservative, but I should add man is not. See, that's the problem. Liberals would say that God is a liberal, but let me prove to you that the opposite is true. There's no question in my mind that God is a conservative. All you have to do is read the Ten Commandments in the Bible. God is very clear on his expectations and demands. He lays out the rules very clearly for you. But if you follow all the rules, literally, you get ISIS. That's not where we want to go. We don't want young girls being raped. We don't want gays being thrown off buildings. We don't want people set on fire because they've sinned against God's law. That's ISIS. That's fundamentalism. On the other hand, liberalism is all about whatever you want to do, ambiguity, nuance. God's rules are the complete opposite of that. But liberals want you to believe that God is ambiguous and nuanced, but I don't believe that's true. They question everything God has told us. They say God doesn't exist. They say only they exist. And we send our children to schools that not only reject God, but say God doesn't exist. So where does that leave us? Well, let's start by beginning with the Ten Commandments. What are they? See what you think. Are they liberal or conservative? Okay, are you ready, wise guy? One, rule one. God said to Moses, you shall have no other gods before me. We'll explain it in a minute. You shall not make for yourselves an idol. You shall not misuse or blaspheme the name of the Lord your God. You shall remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Five, honor your father and your mother. You shall not murder. Seven, you shall not commit adultery. Eight, you shall not steal. Nine, you shall not give false testimony. Ten, you shall not covet. What does that mean? Do you have to, anyone listening to this not know what that means? You want to argue about it? You think you're a lawyer from uh, the Upper West Side of Manhattan where Bernie Sanders uh, squatted on a couch? God is a conservative very clearly. Everything he says is very clear. But again, if you follow it literally, who amongst us, who li listening to this podcast would not be guilty of having violated any of God's rules? If you read the Old Testament, the Jewish Bible, virtually everyone listening to the show would be stoned to death by ISIS. 
Now you understand the problem. So we throw our hands up and say, the hell with it all. I don't want to listen to this. I'll do the best I can, try to be a good person, and I don't need any rules. Oh, really? Look around you and tell me where that's led. Tell me where that's led in this world. God gave us his covenant, the Ten Commandments, for a reason. It's an operational manual for planet Earth in plain English. But you can't follow it literally. Because if you read Leviticus, gays are no good. Gays have to be killed. A woman who's an adulterer should be stoned to death. We can't live in that world. But where does religion stand today? According to the Pew Research Center, and I'm talking about 2014. Let's start with that. Uh, they surveyed 35,000 U.S. adults, and they found that the share of U.S. adults who said they believe in God slipped from 92% believed in God to 89% between 07 and 14. Okay. Now, let's look at a recent Pew Research Center from 2018 and 2019. I'm sure it's lower now. Two-thirds of American adults, 65%, continue to identify with some religious faith. That's in 2018 and 2019. And they say that's a wide variety of Protestants as well as Catholics, Muslims, Buddhists, Hindus, Jews, and adherents of other faith traditions. It's much lower now. But here's the important thing. A large and very rapidly growing minority of Americans say they have no religious affiliation at all. In 2018 and 19, 26% of Americans say they identified as atheist, agnostic, or nothing in particular. That's up from 17% who had no religion in 2009. So the fact of the matter is, people are moving away from God. The 2014 Religious Landscape Study, that's a long time ago, found that the share of Americans who say they're absolutely certain God exists dropped from 71% in 07 to 63% just seven years later. I'm sure it dropped another 7% in the last few years. What is going on? Why is God being just ignored? Are people giving up saying there is no God because of the world we're living in? They look around and they see the hate. They see the crime. They see the, I don't know what to say to you. You know what to say to you. So is God liberal or conservative? Do we really need an Old Testament to remind us what good is and what evil is? Some would say they don't need the Ten Commandments. They don't need a Bible. They don't need rules. They just know do unto others as you would have them do unto you. That would be nice if we did. But God revealed his law to ancient Israelites, and they were a, a mixture of statutes, commandments, judgments, and precepts. And those were God's viewpoints on a wide range of civic, social, environmental, and other issues. You can read them for yourself. But what does it boil down to? Is God conservative or liberal? Well, look again. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall uh, honor your father and your mother. You shall not murder, not commit adultery, not steal, not give false testimony against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor or your neighbor's stuff. Isn't that kind of conservative? I would think so. I don't think it's too hard to understand that God is a very conservative entity, a very conservative entity. But what does that mean for you? What does that mean for us in America? I'll have to let you decide for yourself whether it matters at all. Take a look at the world around you. Wouldn't you say this was a better world 30 years ago when there was more God, more church attendance where the children grew up knowing right from wrong? Now they don't know what right or wrong is. They don't even know what a man or a woman is. They don't know which bathroom to use. 
They have no idea what is right and what is wrong. They're like animals in the streets. So what would man be like without any rules whatsoever? Take a look at the streets of New York City and you shall see. This is the Michael Savage podcast that we're talking about. God is a conservative. I'll be right back. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. Well, for those of you who listen to Newsmax TV, I was on the other day for a very short visit on the John Bachman show to talk about my views of this trial of the rogue cop who killed the shackled George Floyd. Listen and tell me what you think. Let's hear. Michael, great to see you as always. This is a very tragic situation. Let's start with the facts. I watched that when it happened. And what I said on the radio at the time is what I'll say again. That man had been constrained. He was shackled. He was on the ground. He couldn't breathe. He was crying for his mother. And that son of a bitch cop killed him, in my opinion. There are bad apples, man. Why do we have to keep talking about fentanyl? So he was on fentanyl and he was on drugs. Is that an excuse to kill him? Let's look at the, John, let's look at the autopsy. I have in front of me the Hennepin County autopsy, which states the following. Cause of death, cardiopulmonary arrest, complicating law enforcement subdual, restraint and neck compression, manner of death homicide. So let's go back. We're, we're approaching, we're in between Passover and Easter. Let's get religious for a minute. What would the Bible say? Let the punishment fit the crime. The Bible was very specific on punishments for crimes. The crime was passing a $20 bill. It wound up with the man dead. Should every hedge fund thief be arrested and uh, be put in a neck constraint? Or those who scam billions from the government in one way or another? Of course not. Michael, I don't so think you I, can argue that he, I don't think I mean, anyone has takes issue with what you're talking about. I don't think anyone takes issue with that. But what you know, what's what's happened here is you have, uh, you know, basically the, you know, everyone's abandoning this presumption of innocence in a trial here. There's been a kind of uh, overcharging by many of our legal experts here on this show in this case here. And I don't think anyone is saying that this guy is innocent, Derek Chauvin here. But uh, the way these charges have been ginned up, the way so much much uh, emphasis has been placed on the actual verdict before we really know all the details of the case here. We're setting ourselves up for disaster because, you know, no amount of justice, whatever that is, is really going to, you know, I think, fill the void that's been left here. John, that's all true. But let's talk about the defense for a moment, if we can. It's the worst defense I've ever seen in my life. He's a, a classic night school lawyer appointed, I believe, by the left wing governor uh, of the state. Uh, whose name I forget because I want to forget it. The defense attorney, in my opinion, should have acknowledged that the rogue cop killed George Floyd, that he made a mistake in the heat of the arrest, and that he should be found guilty of a lesser charge. Mm -hmm. That's what he should be doing because anyone watching the tape is going to say, wait a minute, the guy is constrained. He had six cops put him down on the ground. He's now posing no threat to Officer Chauvin's life and yet Chauvin has the knee on his neck and won't stop. And at this point, the poor man, I watched it and the humanity in me came out and said, wait a minute, he's begging for his mother's, he's saying, mama, 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 who, who could hear that and not see that the man couldn't fight back? That's, and so, that is, and I think that too is one of the chilling things about this, uh, why this is so visceral for people, because you can look into the officer's eyes. There's no, there's really no reaction there. And when you hear somebody calling out for their mother, how do you not have a human reaction? I'm with you there on that, Michael. 
home of borders, language, culture, the Savage Nation. All right, so we talked about God as a conservative, in my opinion, but most Americans are not sure anymore if there even is a God. And looking around the world, can you ask yourself why they feel hopeless? There's no order in the world. Let's look at the news. Former chief of the Border Patrol says over 45,000 border jumpers were freed into the U.S. by Joe Biden. That's before the end of March. Former Customs and Border Protection Chief Mark Morgan says so-called President Joe Biden's administration has permitted over 45,000 border jumpers into the United States. Now, that's a foreign population of illiterate, many diseased, no skilled people that exceeds the population of Burlington, Vermont. What country can survive this? None. And by the way, border jumpers are going to get in-person schooling before Americans. How do you like that? Why? Why are they doing this to us? Why are they admitting people who don't speak the language, don't know the culture, and don't respect our nation? Because they don't respect it themselves. Let's move on. Let's look at more of this. Smugglers abandon unaccompanied migrant children in West Texas. Why shouldn't they? When we have a nation so stupid that we don't deport them immediately. Meanwhile, the stock market's booming. Let's look at the news. Seven individuals with direct knowledge say Andrew Cuomo gave royal coronavirus treatment to family and elites. No kidding. Really, that, that's a story? What else is in the news? And let's see if you can say that there are uh, conservative or liberal news stories. Let's look at the stories. Let's go to the New York Post and see what the stories are. Shocking photos show thousands of migrants crammed into overcrowded tent structure. Well, why are they coming here? Because Nancy Pelosi invited them here. They don't speak English. They're illiterate in Spanish. Most of them don't even read or write Spanish, incidentally. They have no skills. That's why their country is telling them to get out. And we're taking them in and giving them a gold-plated treatment. Major problem, Biden's German Shepherd bites again. I guess he's like the boss. Dogs are like their uh, owners. What else is in the news? Suspects carjack driver on busy Brooklyn street video shows. Do you see what's going on in the streets of New York? The Asian woman being attacked by a large African-American man. And the news doesn't report he's an African-American man. Why? Because that's not the narrative. It's just a, a, Asian attacks. By who? Well, certainly you are supposed to assume it's by white supremacists, but it isn't. What else is in the news? Would you like to hear more? Uh, man unleashes anti-Asian attack at New York City Home Depot. Man's skin peeled off in rare reaction to this COVID vaccine. Oh, we'll talk about that another time. It's all not uh, bread and roses. Swiss ambassador to the United States assaulted in D.C. home by intruder. Really? Intruder, huh? Paris deputy mayor, who is not a white woman, says white people must be quiet while racism is being discussed. Are you listening to this? Do you understand how racist many people of color have become? Do you understand what racism is? I hope you understand. Woman knocks out lawyer after he assaulted his girlfriend at bowling alley. I have to see that story. Wait a minute. That sounds good to me. What? A South Carolina lawyer allegedly beat up his girlfriend at a bowling alley, prompting a female bystander to intervene and knock him out. Good for her. 
Michael Dupre began the altercation when he showed up earlier this month at a bowling alley in Charleston. One of his girlfriends started placing his arms around her neck, trying to place her in a chokehold. What does he think he is, a cop? When another woman saw, she ran up to Dupre and punched him in the face, knocking him to the ground. Unbelievable. Who was the lawyer? He's a lawyer specializing in criminal defense, personal injury litigation. He's an ambulance chaser. He belongs on, uh, on, on uh, television, radio. Maybe Fox News can give him a show. Unbelievable the world we're living in. Is God a conservative? Mom slashed three-year-old daughter's throat with a scissors, say the cops. I can't even read this. I can't even read these stories. They're so sickening. Well, let's go on. I'll hold my breath. I'll hold my breath. The Biden administration defends teachers giving migrant kids at border preference over U.S. children, turning our children into second-class citizens. Can you believe this? Where is God? Is God dead? Is God dead that he would allow this communist administration to do this to this country? Is God dead? I don't know where he went. Maybe he got so fed up with mankind he left us altogether. What about the George Floyd case? Heartbreaking. You know where I stand on that, don't you? To me, it was a murder. It's that simple. And I want to just read to you a few things about it because I don't want to get trapped in this. But to me, murder is murder. And psychosis is psychosis. And there are rogue cops. Now, before you condemn me, I think I am alone in the media who has raised and given hundreds of thousands of dollars to falsely accused cops. Police know that. And police I know back me on my view of what happened to George Floyd. And I can't believe how brainwashed so many of you have become. For years, you've been listening to these phonies in the media who tell you they're conservative, who don't have a scintilla of humanity left in them. They're feeding you lies. Are you telling me kneeling on a handcuffed prone suspect's neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds who is handcuffed and as he begs for his life is the definition of proportional police use of force? No twisted, distorted interpretation of reasonableness will tell us that this is proportional police use of force. The Supreme Court has ruled on this in Graham versus Connor. It's unbelievable to me how you've all bought statements such as, well, George Floyd was on fentanyl. George Floyd was on drugs, but he wasn't killed because he was on drugs. He was killed because there was a psychotic punk cop who enjoyed killing him, in my opinion. Have you ever heard about proportionality? Let the punishment fit the crime. He went in and passed a $20 bill in a store, a fake $20 bill, and for that he should have been killed. As I tweeted the other day, no wonder so many black people hate conservatives. So many of you justifying Floyd's murder. Have you forgotten your own Bible? Let the punishment fit the crime. He passed a fake $20 bill. For this, he deserved to die at the hands of a frightened cop. I went on. I said the scared cop had no justification to choke Floyd to death. He was handcuffed, subdued, and begging for his life. And many of you idiots had the nerve to say, yes, but that was an approved tactic, putting a knee to the side of the neck. Are you crazy? Everyone saw the man was dying and the air was going out of his life. It was long past the point of subduing someone who was being arrested. He was out to kill him. I've never seen anything like this in my whole life. And that is the state of the world we live in today where not only can murder be seen as something other than murder, but people will justify it for political reasons. And at the same time, there are those running wild in the streets, 
of a certain race who are not being called out for their racial hatred. Instead, they're called teens. Is God dead? Or has God left the theater because he's given up on man? Well, thank you very much for listening to today's podcast. I hope you've enjoyed and learned something from it. And I want to remind you of something that I think is important for you to know. We have over 280 Savage Nation podcast episodes available to you absolutely free. I'll say that again. You can go back into this vast library of over 280 episodes and listen to any one of them or several of them at your leisure. So you never have to be without the Savage Nation. Thank you very much for listening.